you may feel like you're surrounded, but you're surrounded by him. You may feel like you're surrounded, but you're surrounded by him. His arms are holding you now. His words surround you now. Yeah. opportunity to come before you and speak today. Amen. Amen. Can you hear me okay? Okay. Okay. I don't want to be too loud because I was a little loud earlier. Amen. Amen. That's good news. That will carry us our entire life if we keep our mind focused and trusted in Lord. He's already done it. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter what you're going through right now, no matter what they've said, what they've told you, he, them, they, she, he, whatever. Whether you got a job, whether you don't have a job. Whether you're in health or not in health at this moment. That's good news. It's already done. Just keep your eyes on him. Amen? Amen. Let's get into it. I, I, I got the 
Pastor Trish won't let me come back no more if I don't, so we're going we gonna to keep it on time, all right? So, did the introduction, so we're going to pray real fast. Father, in the name of Jesus, just come to you. Thank you for what you've already done. If you don't do anything else ever again, you've already done it. You've already set the table. You've laid it out before us, and all we got to do is walk it out in the name of Jesus. So we come to you, thanking you this day for the word of God that will come forth. Thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace, Father. Thank you for the anointing, the Holy Spirit that's here right now in Jesus' name. I pray that I decrease as you increase. As I open my mouth, you feel it. Tell me what you'd have me to say to your people. And that as I do that, I thank you that they'll hear the word, they'll receive it, and more importantly, we will act on it in the name of Jesus. And we just thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your unconditional love toward us. Thank you, Jesus, for going to the cross for us, carrying all our guilt and shame, and rising again, seated at the right hand of Daddy, ever praying, ever interceding for us. So right now, we give you all the glory and honor, praise, and we thank you for the lives that will be won to your kingdom today. In Jesus' name, we pray, amen. 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 Well, well, well. You may be seated. Today is a good day, amen. We're going to get right into it. The title of my message today is Take It Easy. Just take it easy, okay? You know, in today's society, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. There's a lot for us to be oppressed, depressed, worry, fear, anxiety, frustration, situations, circumstances, overworked, underpaid, having a job, not having a job. Just the traps of life, amen? amen. Politics, politicians, division, racism, sexism, greed, poverty, lawlessness in the land, just to name a few. And that can cause us to forget who we are and more importantly, whose we are. You know, we shake our heads in disbelief and doubt and, and, and frustration and wondering what in the world is going on in our world. But the Lord said, don't be ignorant of the enemy's devices. He told us that this, this will happen. These are, these are some dangerous times and dangerous days, amen? And then we often find ourselves turning to the very people who created the mess we have in the world. In other words, we find ourselves turning to the world instead of turning to who? We do that quite often. We're looking for answers, but we're looking for answers in all the wrong places. Again, the world can't give us the answers because they created the mess, amen? 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 All right. But what I want to do right now is I want to thank God that he gave us our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who died, and, who died, was buried, and rose again on our behalf so that our lives could be energized, so our lives could be refreshed, so our lives can stand for truth. Amen? Amen. Amen. We trust him no matter what. With all the craziness that's going on, if you look around, he has kept us. Because guess what? We're here today. Amen? Amen. Amen. We could have been dead, buried in our graves. But we are here today. He has kept us, and he will continue to keep us because he said he'll never forsake us or leave us. Amen? Amen. So, just real quickly, I just want to give a little, little situation that happened to me. 
Speaking of some of these things that we talk about, being depressed, oppressed, beaten down, weary, um, yokes on us. Uh, recently, um, I was at Chick-fil-A. My husband and I, I have an old car, and we're looking to get this car refurbished. And so, you know, we go to Rub Man, your cousin. We go to, to him to get the hookup and fixing my car. You know who Rub Man is, right? So that's who we go to to get our car fixed up. Well, this particular car needs expertise and some specialization, a person who knows what they're doing. So I have been going back and forth, back and forth, dealing with this car, in and out the shop, fix one day, need uh, fix, need repairs, so forth and so on. So we decided that we're not going to go bruh man no more because bruh man don't know how to fix my car. Amen? But I don't want to take it to the dealership because I still want the hookup. Amen? <laughs> so we found somewhere else to go. But in the meantime, while the car was fixed and running, I go to Chick-fil-A, the new remodeled one over there on Cobb Parkway, where they got the nice two lanes now, and you can go in there. So I went on, it was one day, and it was about 3 o'clock. It was like 20 cars in both lanes, and I'm thinking, what is going on? Why isn't all these people, why aren't they at work? It's 3 o'clock, and they probably looking at me saying, why aren't you at work? <laughs> so I'm in the drive-thru, place my order, everything's good, car running good air going on, so I'm just waiting to drive up to the window. When you know it, right before I get to the window to get my food, the car quit. No warning, no nothing, it just went dead. Now you're talking about burdens and yokes and being overloaded and heavy loaded and all that. So I'm already mad, mad that it quit on me and I can't get my food, number one. Number two, mad that people looking at me like I'm Boo the Clown now. You know how it is when your car breaks down and everybody looking at you. So I had to get out the car and wave them to come around. Then they looking at me like they don't know what I mean. I said, come around. Just come around. You know, just. Okay, so then I'm trying to crank, couldn't crank it. So thank God that this um, Hispanic man who couldn't speak a lot of English, but he had his daughter to interpret for us. He came over and said, ma'am, what's wrong? And I didn't know, it just went dead. So he helped me, I got in the car, and he pushed me over to, you know, that side lane where they send you when it takes extra time to fix your food? So I parked my car over there. Now, you know I'm mad, because number one, that was on one of the hottest days I think we've ever had. I had a hat on my head, I had on hot clothes, I'm sweating, I'm hot. I was so mad, I didn't even, I didn't even when I got my food, I just stayed outside and ate the food. I was also so mad that I was still determined though, to get my food. So I walked up to the drive-thru <laughs> in front of this truck and I said, I need to get my food. <laughs> and I guess they, was, they felt so bad for me, they were like, yes ma'am, we got your food. We're so sorry to see you in your car. I said, I am too. <laughs> but those type of things, burdens and worries and stuff going on and things happening, you know. so. With that being said, let's look at Matthew 11, 28, and 30. And we're going to look at it from the Amplified. And it says, we're going to go through a lot of scripture real fast because I want to encourage you today that your hope, your victory, everything you need, your life is in the word of God. And a lot of times we don't know it because we haven't gotten in that word to see what he says. So this is just a reminder today. So walk with me as I go pretty fast. But Matthew 11, 28 through 30 says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. 
Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen? Amen. The Greek word for come is come here, follow. So Jesus is saying, come here, follow me. And this was the first recorded invitation uh, that he gave to all men. Not just the Jews, but he also gave it to the Gentiles. And he said, just come. Come to me. This was during the time when, let me back up. That's point number one. A under that says that his invitation expressed the desire and compassion of his heart and his appeal for us to come to him to relieve us from oppression. So he invites us to come because we don't have to take all the oppression and depression that we take. Amen? He was calling us to turn away from whomever or whatever we have been depending on and turn to him for our total and complete dependence. Now, you know, back in the day, Jesus disrupted some things. And in this context, it was talking about back in the day when they had laws that they had to follow. Follow. Not grace, but laws. Back then, there were over 613 laws that people had to follow. And Jesus came with a totally different agenda to set them free. And a few of these laws were if you were a female and it was that time of month, you could not come outside the house because you were considered unclean. Another one of the laws was you couldn't eat shellfish. So all your scrimp, your lobsters, <laughs> your crab, even pig, swine, you couldn't eat that. So they, had, they were so burdened down with laws and trying to keep up with those laws that man created. It was the religious elite that created these laws to them. Not, for, not from God, because God did what? He came to set us free. Amen? Amen. So the people were just worn out, the do's and don'ts, the rules uh, of that time. He came with healing, love, and forgiveness. The law suggested that it was of your own goodness or your self-works. Jesus said, it's of me. It's, it's of me. You can do nothing apart from me. And so, you know, the religious elite was upset about that. You know, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all those other seeds, they had it out for Jesus because he came with a totally different agenda. And it was just to heal, heal the captives and to set us free and to deliver us. Amen. Amen. So the next definition is weary. And what do we mean when we say weary? Tired, fatigued, burdened, grievous, wearisome, and oppressive. Another definition for burden is a heavy load. How many of us are carrying heavy loads today? I know I've been guilty of it over the last few months with everything that's going on in my life, my family, uh, on my job, um, being a daughter of a mother who doesn't even recognize who I am anymore and having to help take care of her along with my other family members and just other things that are going on in life. You can be burdened sometimes and heavy loaded. But here's my question. Are we unable to fully connect to God because of those loads, because of the heavy load, because we're frustrated, because we're tired, because we're weary, worn down and worn out? Doing it in our own strength. 
doing it on our own strength. Okay, let me move on. Rest. The next definition, rest, is from the Greek word A-N-A-P-A-U-O. I don't know what that says, but it means to rest, to relax, calm, or refresh. Today we could say we need to break away, take time to get away from someone, something, or some type of responsibility. Do you ever feel like that? I feel like that quite often here lately, especially as I get, I ain't going to say old, but as I get. The of yoke is zykos, a frame and crossbar placed on an animal's neck to pull various objects. Back in ancient times for farming, they didn't have tractors and plows, so they used oxen, and they would put them in this yoke. It looked like a pitcher frame, and then they would have uh, some type of rope or whatever within that yoke that would turn the oxen and the animals whichever way they wanted it to go for the purpose of farming and plowing up the ground. Well, they use two because two is always better than one when getting the job done, amen? Another definition for yoke is to couple, to join together. The word easy is the Greek word, whatever that is, C-H-R-E-S-T-O-S, meaning pleasurable, delightful, and comfortable. And then the definition for light is the Greek word, Elephron, describing something that is not burdensome, but light and easy. My second point is being yoked, coupled together with Jesus in our life. Our ministry, our business, and personal affairs is a choice we make. He's already made the choice. He's laid it out for us. Will we decide to agree with what he's done in our lives? Will we couple up with him? Will we join up with him? Because guess what? Us joining up with Jesus, he doesn't need us, but we need him. But us together, we're unbeatable. We are unstoppable. Amen? Amen. Now I'm going to go to 1 Peter 5, 7 from the NIV. Here's another scripture that talks about his yoke is easy and burden light once we do this. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. What does cast mean? Cast means to throw, to fling, or to, spin, or to sin. We literally throw our cares, our anxieties, our worries, our fear, our doubt, our heaviness. Whatever it is, throw it to him. He says because he cares for us. And once we throw it there, number three, what do we do? We leave it there. We don't pick it up. Because when we go back and pick up what we've already given him, it's as if we're saying, I'm not sure. I think so. You might. You might not. Just in case, I got a plan B. None of that. You leave it there. Here's a suggestion that I I heard a a minister talk about, and I thought this was very good. Once you throw your cares on him, just get you a piece of paper and date it um, and put the time that you did that because you know you're going to need it because you know the enemy going to come back up and bring it up to you. Well, what about this? What about this? What you going to do about this? What you going to do about that? And all you got to do is pull it up. Here it is right here, devil. You can't touch me. I already gave it to the Lord. I trust him and I honor him. He already got it under control. All I have to do is sit back and take it easy. Amen? Amen. All right. Where is my next one? Psalms 55:22. Let's go there from the Amplified. It says, cast your burden on the Lord. Release it. So why are you still holding on to it? 
The word says release it. Why are you holding on to it? Why haven't you let it go? I'm listening. Why haven't you let it go? Cast your burden on the Lord, release it, and he will sustain and uphold you. He will never lie, allow the righteous to be shaken, slip, fall, or fail. Did you just read this? Did you just hear what I said? He said he will never allow you to slip, fall, or fail. Never. That means we always win. We don't have any excuses. He said it in his word right here. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken, slip, fall, or fail. So if we're slipping, falling, and failing, have we not released our burdens to him? So evidently, if we're doing some of that, which I'm guilty of that, slipping, falling, and failing, so I haven't given him, I haven't released it to him. I haven't let it go. I keep picking it back up. Whatever it is. All right. Ooh, that clock is getting fast. This above scripture, it was a commandment from the Lord. It was not a suggestion. This is what he commanded us to do. The word is telling us exactly what to do so we can have exactly what it says. We would never slip, fail, or fall. When I read that, that just blew my mind. So that means I can be victorious in every area of my life, every situation, every circumstance, no matter what it is. So then I guess I need to ask the question. I'll ask it to myself. What you doing, Diane? What you doing? You all in the way. Are you in the way? Just a thought. How many of you remember Martha, um, Mary and Martha? Okay, Luke 10, 41, 42, for those of you who, who don't know the story. The scripture says, but the Lord answered Martha. Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. You know, as many times as I read that story, it just dawned on me. Mary had chosen, um, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. I never saw that. We're out doing everything. We're doing it all. We're doing everything. Trying to do right. Trying to please this one. Trying to make sure, you know, we, we're giving and we're sowing and we're praying. And it just one thing. We're working 20 hours a week. We're working sometimes a second job. I'm not knocking that. Don't get me wrong. Hear what I'm saying. You do what you got to do until... God elevates you or until you can do better. But I'm just saying, it's only one thing that's necessary. We do so much extra. We do so much extra stuff. It's only one thing that's necessary. And it says, Mary has chosen the good thing, which will not be taken away from her. The only thing that was necessary, the one thing is Jesus. Jesus and his word. Jesus was not upset with Martha about serving and preparing. He was more concerned that he was there. The life giver was in her home, in her house. Everything that they needed was right there. Right there in the house. And Mary understood it. Martha didn't. Jesus wanted relationship. 
That's all he wants. He created us for, God created us for a relationship. Mary understood that. Martha didn't. Everything was there. She didn't even have to blink her eye because Mary, Mary was at his feet. Amen. But then I also say that Martha gets a bad rap. Because think about it. I'll just use me an example, as an example. If I knew Jesus was coming to my house, I'd go out and buy me some new furniture. I'd hire a maid, butler, valet services. I'd go out and buy me some china, because you know I don't have no fine china. I'd get the best food, exotic fish. I'd have some scrimp, lobster, caviar. I wouldn't get no catfish, but I would get salmon. What is it, flounder? What's some other fish? Whatever it is, trout. I'd have the best laid out for him. I'd go hire a band. They'd be playing heavenly music. If I could get some of the cherubims, I'd get some of them to be flying around or whatever. Jesus was coming. So you cannot fault Martha for wanting to have it together because Jesus was in the house. But here's the thing. We do all that. He doesn't even require that of us. He just requires a relationship with us because he loves us. So... I got to ask, so what you doing with all this stuff? We doing all this stuff, why? What's our, what's our motivation for doing all this extra when he hadn't required it of us? Are we trying to impress? What are we trying to do? How much money are we spending and wasting that he, did, he didn't even require? Trying to impress, trying to prove. How much time do we waste trying to impress, trying to prove? How much time do we spend looking outside to the world instead of looking inside to God? Because everything we need, he's telling us how to have that victorious life. It's right here. If we will receive it. He's already laid it out. Will we receive it today? All right, time is running. Ooh, Psalms 105.4. Look to the Lord and his strength and seek his face always. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 from the Amplified. Number five, point number five. God's grace is enough. Trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight and understanding. In all your ways, know and, know and acknowledge and recognize him. And he will make your path straight and smooth. Check this out. Removing obstacles that block your way. That's some shit. If I didn't have on these heels, because if I run, my feet going to hurt, so I'm not going to run. But if I could, I'm telling you, he just said he removes any obstacles. So what we doing? What are we doing? What we doing? His word tells us that. Do you believe his word is true? Yes. Do you believe his word is true? Yes. It's simple. We make stuff so hard. Jesus is not hard. hard. Serving the Lord is not hard. It's easy. We got the instructions right here. So why are we doing all this extra? Why are we doing the most? Hmm? 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10, Amplified. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My loving kindness and mercy are, excuse me, are more than enough, always available regardless of the situation. 
for my power is being perfected and is completed and shows itself most effectively in your weakness. Therefore, I will all the more gladly boast in my weakness so that the power of Christ may completely enfold me and may dwell in me. And that was Paul talking about his weaknesses. And God strengthens him through his weaknesses. Listen, he never said we wouldn't go, in, go through anything. Because in this life we will. I'm sure you already know. You've been through some things. But he said he'll bring us through. And when he brings us through, nothing can touch us. As he brings us through, nothing can touch us. The weapon may form, but it shall not prosper. Amen? Amen. Point number six, God's peace. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 from the Amplified. Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific request. One translation says your wants as well as your needs known to God. And the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which, which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. He says specific requests, your wants and your needs. This is in the word of God. I didn't say this. That's why it's important for us to go through these scriptures so you can go back and look over it later and start speaking that thing out like we said earlier, I think. Minister George said in the first several, you start prophesying over yourself. Because he said right here, make your specific requests known to God, your needs and your wants. So why are you looking for it somewhere else? Why are you looking for somebody else to meet your needs? Even your wants, why are you looking for someone else to do it? Just receive what God's word has said today, amen? And while I'm talking to y'all, I'm definitely talking to me. Philippians 4, 8, and 9 from the Message Bible. Summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice what you've learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. Do that, and God, who makes everything work together, will work you into his most excellent harmonies. So goes our thought life, so goes our physical life. What you thinking about? People, what are you thinking? That's a familiar phrase. People, what are you thinking? So goes your thought life, so goes your life. We can get a glimpse of your thoughts by how you're living. How you living? How you living? How you living? <laughs> John 16:33 from the Amplified. Ooh. And this is one of my favorite scriptures. I go to this all the time. It says from the it's from the AMPC version of the Bible. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you have tribulations and trials and distress and frustration, but be of good cheer. Take courage, be certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and I have conquered it for you. That's it. That's it, I could drop the mic right now and we can go home, because that's it. He's already done it. 
He said he's conquered the world. So that means there's nothing impossible for us. The only reason it's impossible because we make it impossible. How we think, how we talk. But what does his word say? That's why we preach day in and day out. Get in his word, connect to God, have that relationship so you can take advantage of the promises that he's given us. Amen? Amen. When you connect to God, you connect to your purpose. You know what he's called you to do, the gifts and talents that you can go out and affect and make a change in somebody else's life. But how can you do that if you don't know this? How can we do it if we don't know this? He's t- it's easy. He said his yoke is easy. So we need to go back and maybe, and including me, and analyze if it's not easy, what you're doing. If this life seems to be just weighing you down, weighing you down, weighing you down, at some point you got to analyze, and what's the word? Introspect. How do you say it? Look inside, introspect, whatever. Look at, look at yourself. <laughs> just look at yourself. <laughs> I told you I was, going, I was through definitions, but I have one more. World. The Greek for world is cosmos, which means earth, world system. You know, in the, in the Bible, the world system is completely opposed to God's way of doing things, his kingdom. But this is such a powerful promise from the Lord. And again, notice that he, he didn't say we wouldn't go through, but he said as we're going through, we can rest in him because he got it. Amen. He has already given us the victory, amen? Okay, let me, hear, let me move on. Second Chronicles 16.9. I told you I'm going to be going through a lot of scripts. I hope you're taking notes so you can go back and get this for yourself and live that victorious life that he's already provided. Second Chronicles 16.9a. For the, for the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth so that he may support those whose heart is completely his. In other words, whose heart is committed to him. Amen. Psalms 138.3 from the New Living Translation. In the day that I called, you answered me. You encouraged me with strength in my soul. You know you can call on him and he said he will answer you? Not only here, but if you read um, uh, Psalms 91. He said we can call on him. He said he hears our prayers and he answers them. I don't know about y'all, but this is good news. This is making me happy. I don't have to struggle. I don't have to worry and and worry myself to anxiety and depression and get sick and be in the hospital and ulcers and all the other stuff that go along with it. This is the truth. This is the word. I'm not making it up. But you got to know it for yourself. And apply it. Amen? It's easy. It's easy. I'm speaking to myself while I'm saying that too. Okay. What did I say? In the day that I called, you answered me. You encouraged me with strength in my soul. This was a psalm of David that he was vowing to praise the Lord for answer prayer. You know, David had all of his prayers or many of his prayers answered because he had relationship and fellowship with God for years. So much so that God said that David was a man after his own heart. Not because David was perfect, because remember, David was a murderer, he was an adulteress, and he was a liar. So if you think you got to be perfect, You can forget that because you'll never be perfect. We'll never be perfect. On our most perfect day, we're still not perfect. And it's not what we do. It's all what God did through his son, Jesus. Amen? Amen. 
And when our prayers are answered, we, are, we get spiritual strength. We get more confidence. We get more boldness. We become more assured of God's word and his way of doing things and his character and who he is. Isaiah 41.10 from the King James Version. This is a good one. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. There's roughly eight promises and commands in that scripture and in the other scriptures that follow that. So this is not suggestions. These are promises and these are commands. The other three, in verse 13, it says, I will hold your right hand. Verse 17 says, I will hear them, the poor and the needy. And also in verse 17, it says, I will not forsake them. Forsake means to abandon, to depart from them. He's telling us he won't abandon us. He won't leave us, no matter what. I don't care if you just did something a minute ago. I don't care if you just walked out the strip club, you just smoked your last blunt, whatever. And you came in here right now, it does not matter. He said, I will never leave you or forsake you. His love is from everlasting to everlasting. It never runs out. He never gives up. But you don't know that until you get in the word. Amen. Amen. Um, I got two minutes, so I'm going to kind of wrap it up here. Uh, Psalms. There's one more I want to read. Two more. Psalms 46.1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. That's a promise. Not a suggestion. So who are we going to for help? He just said right here, he's our refuge and strength. He helps us in trouble. What trouble are you in that you need help? The world can't help you. He, she can't help you because they're in trouble. This is a promise to us, y'all. To us. He is our helper. That's one of the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. He's our helper. He's here to help. If we would just only come to him, a lot of times we don't get the help we need because we're looking for it again. We don't go to him and ask for help. He knows what we need before we even ask him. He's laid it out. It's up to us to receive it and then act on it. Amen? My last one and then, ooh, yep, and I'm done. Psalms 121, uh, verses 1 through 3 from the NIV. It says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He watches over you. He who watches over you will not slumber. The Lord is near to all of them who call on him, to all of them who call on him in truth. Psalms 145:18. The maker of heaven and earth is our helper. Think about it. God Almighty who created existence loves us, says he's our helper, sent Jesus, our redeemer, and he lives on the inside of us. His word says that. So what are we doing? Why are we doing all the extra and the most? It's simple. Just rest. Just trust him. Just come. He said his burden is easy and his yokes are light. Did I just transpose that? Okay, you got what I'm saying though. Amen? Oh man. So I got several other scriptures, but I'm gonna have to stop right here. In conclusion, going back to Martha and Mary, we think we need a lot of stuff. We only need what? One thing, Jesus. So I encourage you 
this week to do three things. Number one, read his word, trust him, depend on him for your very existence. This, me this week, make an effort to go back and see the promises that he's made to you. It's not just for me, it's not for somebody else out there. These are promises that he's made to us. Go back and read it. Number two, commit to give all that you have today, all that you are today, to him. Your life, your time, your talent, your family, your job, your money, your health. Give it all, everything to him. And then the third point is, and the last point is, take it easy. Relax. Breathe. He said it's easy. It's not hard. If we would trust that, do we believe that, though? I guess that's the question. Do we really believe that it's not that difficult? Do we believe in the simplicity of a relationship with the Lord? Do we believe it? Do we really believe it? Because if we really and truly believed it, again, we would rest. We would be at ease. We wouldn't be uptight, frustrated, downtrodden, because it's simple. He doesn't require a lot of us, just a relationship with him. Not perfection, but just a relationship. Because he did it all. Amen? Amen. 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 Well, amen. I hope you got something out of that word today. Now we come to a special time, so we're going to ask that no one is moving or walking or even talking unless you've been assigned. You know, Jesus, back in Matthew 11, he gave the invitation to come. So we want to give three invitations today. And we want to say simply, just come. The first invitation. Some people might be saying, well, Diane, I'd like to get in on this, but... How do I do that? You just come. I've never accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I never confessed him as my Lord and Savior. So how do I do that? Just come. So if you're in here today and you want to come and you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand right now. See that hand right there? Amen. Amen. I see that hand right there. Second invitation, another opportunity to come. You come if you, at one time you had a relationship with the Lord, but you've kind of gotten away. You kind of left. He never left you. He still loves you. He's been waiting on you to come home. And you want to you reunite with him in relationship and connect to your purpose, connect to family, connect to community. You want to get plugged in so you can grow and mature and then go out and do what he's called you to do. I want you to raise your hand. It's called rededication. The third invitation I'd like to give is if you're looking to connect to family, our linked up family, our church home here, we would love to have you. Uh, our pastors will be honored to welcome you with open arms, and you can get plugged in to a local body and connect with relationships, local relationships that will support you, aid and assist you, but also that will teach you and grow you up. So again, you can go out 
and make a difference in the life of somebody else. If that's you, I'm asking you to raise your hand if anybody for membership. Today. So I'm going to look around one more time. Those of you who came down for salvation, if you raise your hand again for me. I see that young man right there. Is there anybody else? Salvation. Confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior so you can get in on this good life. Because it is a good life. Amen. Rededication. You had a relationship once and you've gotten away and now you want to come back. He loves you. He's already forgiven you. He's not holding anything against you. Anybody? And then the last one is for membership. If you'd like to become a member of Linked Up Church and have Pastor Joel and Patricia Gregory as your pastors, raise your hand. We would love to have you. Okay, we're gonna, at this time, we're gonna ask the congregation to stand.